road leads? Then hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both high and low, rich and poor together. Do you indeed speak righteousness? Do you judge uprightly, all ye sons and daughters of men? And do you judge as others judge? For as you judge, you shall be judged. And if you condemn, you are condemned. Pass on. But there is no return. Hey guys, this is Gabe Noah for the Minnesota Center of Mental Health. And 15 million Americans are clinically depressed this year. And it affects everyone that we know, certainly affects people I know. Are you feeling worthless? Are you feeling hopeless about your future? Are you sleeping too much? Are you sleeping too little? Depression affects all of us, and you need to get help today. Um, The Minnesota Department of Mental Health has set up a phone number for you to call and get the help that you need. Please give us a call, or if anyone you know needs help, please have them give a call. You help. Anything you can do, just call us, 1-800-WAH-WAH-CRY-BABY-HELP-ME. That's 1-800-W-A-H-W-A-H. Cry baby, help me. The last four letters don't even count. It's just wanted to be memorable. 1-800-WAH-WAH-CRY-BABY-HELP-ME, a big baby, and call us up and get the help that uh, you need because you can't wipe your own nose, you little fucking baby. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. Where are you going to be this March 30th and 31st? I know where I'm going to be. Oh, yeah. At the first annual Swinger Sex Fest. March 30th and March 31st at the Hyatt Regency, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Swingers, BDSM, kink, orgy, playrooms. Contact. I still hate the word play with this, but whatever. Contests. Contests. <laughs> Like, how about see if you can stand to let someone fuck your wife with not reacting? How's that for a contest? Entertainment. Again, someone fucking your wife. Enter the promo code CONFESS for 25% off the tickets. Honestly, me and the Brown Bomber, Tevin Pittman, are going to be down there ourselves. And, uh, well, like, really, I think it's going to be really fun. And I hope that people show up who are just curious about it because, goddamn, no one's fucking Mrs. Noah, I'll tell you that, and I'm going to be there. But uh, I might take a run at somebody. What the hell? I got to get her permission first. Um, But yeah, come down. Please enter the promo code CONFESS for 25% off your tickets. And let's go down there and have a good time. Look at people have sex. Thank you. Um, Additionally, that's not all. If you want to see me anywhere else um, earlier in the month, March 2nd and 3rd, we're going to be at one of my favorite comedy rooms in the planet, Comedy Corner Underground in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm going to be headlining a weekend of shows. And this is what I'll say about that that place. When there are people there, when it is a full, it's this little basement room. It's like concrete, looks like shit. And when it's packed, it is the greatest fucking room in the world. And when it's empty, it is like doing a show in my grandparents' basement for my cousins. It just feels terrible. So please come out. Um... I'd love to see you guys. I've had a bunch of people who I've run into at shows from who are fans of this show or fans. I'm sorry I said that. But uh, who, whatever, who are listeners to this show. And it's uh, just awesome to meet the people in person. I really do like it. So um, I'm a fucking, you know, my life is empty 
you know, except for my wife and children. <laughs> so no, come out and say hi. It's uh, it's great to see you guys, and thank you so much for continuing to share the show. Tevin and I have been extremely uh, stretched thin because we're trying to. We have a new studio that we're um, getting ready that is going to have a whole bunch of stuff to add to the show, and we just, you know, we we feel like this show is fifty percent of what it can be, and um, we're just trying to sort of fight our way through this period so that we can put more into it and uh, get to the next level. And we just we're so happy, so many new new listeners and all that. So thank you very much for listening. Enjoy this show. I think you're gonna like it. Hey guys, welcome to Profession Confession. Thank you for joining us for a lost episode. Lost to our own incompetence. This is, uh, you know, we have a lot of back episodes. And we, you know, there's a lot of episodes that never see the light of day for various reasons. And then there's ones like this that, quite frankly, we really liked when we did it. And then it went to editors and kind of got misplaced and sort of got forgotten about. And one of our people who helps us uh, put our show together found it, thought it was really good, and then it reminded us. And God damn it, I'm excited to put it out this week. Um, he's a computer hacker. He's not a, you know, he's he's a white hat hacker. So he doesn't, uh, you know, get celebrity porn or he doesn't watch you jack off to the porn that you jack off to or whatever. He's a, a good guy, I guess. And does a lot of security stuff. And, you know, there isn't some amazing, salacious story. But there's, there's like, so many, like, really interesting things. And the people who have heard it have really liked it. So I hope you guys do, too. The guest host this week is not um, a comedian or a friend. He was connected to the hacker. And uh, his name is Tommy. I can't remember what, what we call him. But uh, so enjoy the episode. Please keep sharing. We have big stuff coming up with uh, with our podcast and our new studio, and it's been hard for us to get episodes up, but God damn it, we're still doing it, and we appreciate all the support. And uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy. On this episode of Profession Confession, we've got a uh, dork. He's a hacker. He's a computer hacker. He's sitting here. He's got red hair and a goatee, big pot belly, a Diet Coke, and half a hoagie sandwich here. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest, Robert A. Fett. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, no, this is a, so this is a this is a computer hacker episode, and I'm just shocked to see that this guy has muscle tone. Sloping shoulders. Looks like he's uh, laid with a woman before. Just one. Just one? All right. Well, that fits the <laughs> profile a little bit more of a hacker. But, I paid um, it, but it was okay. Yeah. So what? So this is just the first one out of the gate. Is How do you get on the dark web? Uh, so the dark web is when you think... This is kind of an older reference, but when you think about a library where you used to have a card catalog of every book that's in the library, think for a minute that every reference to every website ever made doesn't exist. 
and that only the ones that you want to exist you're going to announce that's a very small percentage of websites so the dark web is every website benign crappy every blog that somebody didn't want to publish everything that some college kid who didn't finish uh, wanted to make a website and didn't actually make a, a, a robot txt all of that gets relegated to what's quote unquote the dark web it's basically the unreferenced web by search engines when searching that you can kind of dig into the anything that has an IP address anything that has something that you can contact if you will and that's the dark web outside of Google, Yahoo, Bing, etc. Mm -hmm. So to get to that, most people use the Tor engine. I'm going to do okay, Tor. Yep. All right. So I'm aware of it. The, uh, when you're thinking about contacting this, even people who are searching the dark web have one hell of a time trying to find what they want to find. Okay. And what is there is often incredibly disappointing. I mean – it's useless. But if you don't want to be found, if you don't want, uh, uh, rather, if you don't want to be found by most people, if you're trying to sell drugs, illicit firearms, um, child porn, mm -hmm. anything like that, credit cards, uh, hacking software, this is where you're going to want to go. So when you log into, uh, log in, that's the wrong term, uh, when you access the dark web, you're going to go to a, a search engine, which mm. is always on the move, because if any government finds out where that is, it's going to shut down. So you go to it, you start typing in what you're looking for, and you're going to come to a very rudimentary search page. And you'll be able to identify what you're looking for, again, from a very high level. If you know exactly what you're looking for, you're going to know a whole lot more information and it's a far more pointed search. But let's say I was looking for software to hack uh, an iPhone. How about this? Let me ask you this because I have a specific one that I have a real question for. So there was uh, Silk Road was mm -hmm. a big thing, yeah. right? And that yeah. was a big place you Very could buy popular. drugs, hitmen, women, men, whatever you want, blowjobs in the parking lot, 50 bucks. And what... Uh, so how would I get to Silk Road or, or like what is the new version of the Silk Road? How could you tell our listeners how to get there right now? Same way. You install Tor Browser on, okay. your, on your computer. Mm -hmm. uh, this works for Linux, Windows, doesn't matter, uh, Mac. And after getting there, you would use the Tor Browser. Tor Browser is like Chrome or – It is like Google for the whatever. Yeah, the Tor browser itself is different than uh, Internet Explorer or Firefox. Net, uh, Netscape is what I use. Sure. <laughs> Jesus. Sure. Netscape. A reference from like the 1990s. Hey, it works for me. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. 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 So I've got an AOL address. Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you, uh, you log in, and uh, actually, you don't log in. Because it, it's supposed to be anonymous. It's going to cycle your login information around a number of servers such that it is essentially impossible, quote-unquote, for someone to track you. But truth be told, the FBI, the NSA, 
do have servers on this circuit, so they will find you. So, like, um, it'll bounce through there? Because, so my understanding of how Tor works is it bounces your signal off a whole bunch of servers, essentially. Is right, that right. So, right. It covers so your track. when you think about, um, I think a better way to think about this would be like a piece of mail. So if you put your piece of mail in your mailbox, mail person comes, picks it up, takes it to their post office, it gets on a plane, goes to some giant center where they're going to sort that out and then send it off to the city where you're going to. And it's going to go to the local post office and then maybe a sub post office to go to the building. And let's say you're in apartment 2A, right? It goes in and they have to hand it to the person. Like, oh, I'm going to sort this and they're going to give it to you. That's kind of the way internet traffic works from a very high level. So with if you were trying to get around that, you would mail your letter to Rome, then to Prague, then to Moscow, then to London, then to Buenos Aires, then to North Carolina, and then suddenly this post office gets it and it's getting delivered. When you think about it that way, it'd be very hard to track that path. That's kind of what's going on with the Tor browser. Right. So using this, this is where I was saying you have to know where to search to begin with because the reference websites are constantly being shut down uh, because governments, well, I mean, anybody who's trying to follow some kind of law-abiding model right. doesn't want people searching these things. So. They log into this and they say, hey, give me the current list of where these things are at. So they log in, they see it, they access those web pages, and they can go to things like the Silk Road. Um, you want to purchase firearms. You want to purchase uh, unpublished Asian vulnerabilities. Ladies. Sure. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you could go to a public website and <laughs> yeah. find that. Yeah. But, uh, High school girlfriend. But, uh, but again, a lot of these things that you're looking for, you also don't know how good they are. Right. Because anybody can put anything up. There's no verification. So if you were trying to purchase software, drugs, firearm, et cetera. I'd buy all those things. Uh, well, <laughs> then you're in luck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't know how good it is. So then, so when you download Tor, are you writing in, you know, in their browser, Silk Road? Or is it more difficult, like you need to have, you know, do they do general searches on there? There's or do you one more step. Okay. There's literally one step, and then you're at Silk Road. Why, okay. was, why was Silk Road so popular in the Dread Pirate Roberts, and there aren't hundreds of those that, everybody always references the same thing. It's yeah. always Silk Road. Are there numerous Silk Roads out there that we just haven't heard about yet? Uh, yes, but Silk Road was infamous because of its reputation. So... Um, much in the same way that someone could sell goods on Amazon or eBay and get a reference point and say, hey, this person knows what they're doing, Silk Road had a reputation for being able to deliver often with high quality. And then each of the people selling on there had their own rating. Right. Like this was not a, a rudimentary website. This was a, a sophisticated operation. When... And people were getting the product they paid for at a good price. So why, you, why hasn't that been replicated, though? Who's saying it hasn't? What is the current Silk Road, then, would you say? Like, do you know of it? Or no, are you I just don't. saying it does exist? Probably? It does exist. Yeah. I don't know the name of it. Uh, I mean, there's Silk Road 2, quote-unquote. Right. It's uh, called uh, Velvet Path. <laughs> uh, 
The only time I ever go onto the dark web is when I'm trying to identify a vulnerability <laughs> for an application I'm trying to hack. Okay. Or if I'm trying to identify credit cards for a company or an organization that we've been contacted. So it, we get contacted by the FBI Secret Service. They say, we think this company has been breached. Confirm it or not. So we'll contact that company. Uh, let's talk about Target. <clears throat> so Target was uh, uh, an interesting situation in which uh, a company that was reviewed against their standards for performing uh, credit card operations, that's the uh, Payment Card Industry Data Security Standard, the PCI DSS, they were reviewed. They were uh by an organization that is authorized to, it's essentially a third party. Every company that performs a set number of transactions has to undergo this and then provide that report not only to the payment brands, but also to their acquiring bank. Uh, think of their acquiring bank as a sponsor, if you will. So is that, a, cards. is that a government organization that sort of? No, no, there is no law over credit card payments. And they don't want okay. it. They, they want it that way. If if the government gets involved in credit card transactions, people are going to flip. Okay. Uh, so Why is that? Because then there would be legal uh, recourse outside of okay. what the payment cards can handle. I mean, so, with, so, so Visa, Visa will find your acquiring bank, your sponsor, if you will, mm-hmm. and that sponsoring bank will find you uh, – as a, a lump sum or as an increased percentage on each transaction, neither of which the merchant wants. Okay. So what um, – so, okay, you hear more and more about large-scale hacks, essentially, where, like, people got in to Target or to whatever where they go, you know uh, – 1.3 million people's information was exposed or was taken, whatever. Is that be, so is your feeling, because you hear about that more and more and more. Is it something that needs to be standardized or what is your view on how protected our information really is when we buy stuff online? So there are already increases in protection. So the chip that you're going to see in your credit cards, uh, just so we're totally clear, that is not encrypted. A lot of people think that that chip is encrypted and it is not. And I feel like what's the difference between sliding and sticking the chip in? Why is that? I'm not putting any more passwords in. I didn't do anything. They just sent me something. That's a great question. So on that chip is uh, essentially a one-time token. So imagine you go to the credit, the, you go to a Walmart, right? Uh, you put in that little chip. That chip has a code on it that says, uh, uh, it doesn't say anything. It, it's a value, all right? So um, that value is a a one-time token, if you will. So when you think about a hexadecimal value, it's like... I think about them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like uh, uh, 01AFE23AB. It's unique to you, mm-hmm. to that card, and the, and the acquiring bank knows what that value is. So you slide your card in, and it reads... Your uh, basically the, the, your credit card number and that value, and it sends it off to your bank. So there's one p- extra layer, basically. Exactly. And your bank at. says, this is the card number of this person. They have funds. And right. this is the last token I was expecting. Here is your next. 
and then it's actually going to write a new value to that card. So it's actually putting information on your card each time. So uh, the only way to hack that it would be to get into that loop so that you, you were able to receive the next number and then you were to use a fake card to keep on that chain of saying, this is my new card, keep oh, it going. Okay. So uh, difficult to do. It's a fantastic measure. Every, pretty much every other country outside of the U.S. has what's called uh, chip and pin. Mm-hmm. So we've got chip and signature. The signature means nothing. Yeah, you could scribble. You could scribble void, a smiley face, go fuck yourself. It doesn't matter. They have to use all those, actually. You could put all of those. You could put <laughs> scribble, smiley face, go fuck yourself, void, don't trust me, and it'll get accepted because it doesn't go anywhere. And uh, the, your, the merchant stores that potentially, but chances are, it's just a useless factor. But that one-time token will prevent people from copying the magnetic stripe. Okay. Because if you – hold on a second. If you copy the magnetic stripe, then I could duplicate a card, write a new magnetic stripe to it, put my name on it and say uh, Robert Fett. And then I get right. to you and you're like, oh, oh, what's your ID? And I say, oh, hey, I'm Robert. And then you're like, oh, like <laughs> if you didn't feel dumb uh, already. Uh, you don't trust me? I got an ID. And then, uh, and then boom, uh, you have a credit card that's fake, but the person behind the counter doesn't know it. How hard is it to get a machine that writes magnetic strips? Uh, Asking for magnetic strips? Uh, yeah, like you super, know what you said to, to, super you know, to copy cheap. that. Really? Super cheap. Yeah. So then you, I, I'm um, sorry. I also heard, so you can get that. And then I also heard that there's now a new thing that your card is is emanating a signal somehow. Uh, or you're talking you can about NFC, near field communication? I, I'm always talking about near field <laughs> communication. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, assume it's near field communication. Uh, so you think about uh, like that tap is what the people often consider it. Yeah. And that's so. Uh, when you think about these things, um, a good example would be an RFID, uh, radio frequency identifier. The RV means recreational vehicle, but yeah. Anyway, go sure. on. Yep. Uh, we got ourselves Tomatoes an RV. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so when, uh, when you think about this like a badge reader, a badge reader has an RFID. The reader itself is emanating uh, a magnetic field that when it hits your card returns a value. The reader. Oh, so it bounces off your card. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And the distance of that is something like five meters. And, okay. Uh, oftentimes it's set to be toned down. So it's like one meter and it's not going to really register a value until you're like, a half meter away so you come close to your car and it's like, You're mm-hmm. like oh hey i'm in this store fantastic uh this is the same way that uh people place chips or values inside merchandise and stores so when you walk through those little gates it's saying right right like oh hey this thing wasn't turned off so that rfid uh is great for uh badge readers and things like that NFC is a smaller band, so it's got a much smaller distance, but it can 
absolutely be picked up. Uh, passports have this in them. A lot of people don't realize this. Your passport has a uh, circular band inside mm -hmm. of them that identifies who you are. Uh, you can spoof that. You can make fake passports through it. But uh, the you how common, how high end of a criminal do you have to be to have the merchant? You know, to the merchandise for to pick that up. Yeah, uh, eighty eight bucks. No shit. No shit. Uh, eight, and by the way, most of the software we use for breaking shit is mm -hmm. free. Really? Yeah. I mean, you get uh, higher end stuff and customer support. Like there are literally hacker firms that build hacker software that you can get customers. Like, so you like, I don't know how to use this, mm -hmm. but most of the stuff is free. And we see a lot of uh, what we call script kitties. These are people who don't know what they're doing, but they're really good at pushing buttons, and they're able to follow some or really persistent basic criminals. Guide. Essentially, they'll keep trying. A shit. persistent criminal is going to take the time to learn how to code. Okay. Uh, to write a bash, to write uh, some some script, um, be it in uh, Ruby, often Python, to uh, basically coordinate an attack. But if we're talking about coordinated attacks, that's a different issue. Right. If you want to talk about that, we can go that route. I mean, I actually have a question about the breaching again. Mm -hmm. How often do breaches happen, and is it a matter of if or when with my personal information, for for instance? Personal information and credit card information are two different things. Uh, credit card information, oh, regardless of who you are, you can be hacked, just so we're totally clear. If you're connected to the internet, mm -hmm. if someone really wanted to get your information, they can get it. We, we hear about the targets, the larger companies, but how often do breaches actually happen? Constantly. Daily? And daily. Hourly? Yes, and you never hear about it. Companies don't want you to hear about it because it would remove your confidence yeah, the in their payment method. And because of the, the regulations you were talking about earlier, they're not obligated to notify anybody about breaches? They're obligated to notify the credit cards and their banks, but not the public. What is the most common thefts right now? or what? It, so, you know, I'm one of these people who I just assume my credit's so shitty, I have so little money, all that, that I just, I really don't walk around worried about identity theft and all that shit. I just feel like I'd be a low-end target. Um, I mean, how common is all this? Like, would you say there's a lot of people walking around pinging your card looking to steal it and all that stuff? Or are they digging in your garbage to find not cut up uh, receipts? What are the ways people are doing this now? So if I, let's say, the thing is a lot of people think they're safe mm -hmm. and chances are their card has been stolen. Uh, but let's say I were to hack a, a restaurant chain some fast food restaurant and I get in and I start collecting cards. I'm going to sit on it and I'm going to just keep on aggregating and I'm going to be monitoring these operating systems to determine when something seems off. So you say so you would hack into that through the computer you're saying or or you're saying getting a job there and you No, not get okay. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, you apply uh, to that through Wi-Fi. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you do hear about people having the jobs and then doing something where they do a separate swipe. Or yeah, something but that's like that. that's a, a low value result. Okay. I mean, when you're thinking about hacking, you're thinking about the most return for your money. So the lowest hanging fruit, if you will. Yeah. So 
let's say I found a restaurant chain that was using the same password for all of their Wi-Fi, and their Wi-Fi was connected to the or, uh, connected to their point of sale, mm-hmm. which is unfortunately fairly common. Then I'm going to start driving around and installing my software on these point of sales, and then having that software kick back uh, reading volatile memory and throwing that card value back to me. This is the full track, by the way. So, so basically can, all the numbers get routed. You know, they right, take them, but you just, get one to you as well. Not just the 16 or mm-hmm. 19 digit on the front of your card, but the entire internal card number that so I can make my own card that says Robert Fett. And then how do you get that machine? So let's say I was sitting on the Wi-Fi. I go to a uh, Burger King, McDonald's, et cetera. I sit on the Wi-Fi and... Uh, let's say that Wi-Fi is connected to the point of sale. Um, I'm skipping some steps here because there's a, a bit of a process here. Yeah. But I get on that point of sale mach- machine and I install uh, some malicious executable to just read that each swipe as it's coming in and at the end of the day send that data to me mm-hmm. or to really to a server that I'm managing. Then I'm going to aggregate that, and once I get to something like 20,000 card numbers, I'm going to randomize that, and I'm going to sell 4,000. Because now, that common point of purchase that I was talking about earlier is going to be a lot harder for Discover, American Express, MasterCard, Visa to identify. And I'm going to sell How do you that. randomize 20,000 numbers like that? Like it. How do you randomize? Uh, uh, I mean, there's like a there's software or something like that you can just plug them into, and they yeah, randomizing data is uh, so that's pretty rudimentary. Yeah, oh. once oh, once, is it <laughs> once you code <laughs> pretty uh, rudimentary? <laughs> 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 it's very simple. I didn't know you were a master uh, fucking tech. No, I wear a lot of hats here, guys. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to help a young criminal out there and tell them how to do this. But, uh, you know, to give you – I want to keep you employed. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, I appreciate the consideration. So uh, when uh, – I'm going to sell $4,000. And I, you can – each car type has a different value. But on average, you can get a buck or two per card. So if I sell 4,000 cards, I just made roughly $8,000. And you sell them on the dark web? Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's www.darkweb.com. Dark that's exactly where you go. <laughs> I, I actually did type in dark, wo- dark web on Google <laughs> just to see what had happened. But yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah not, nothing I good, right? I got some black porn. But yeah. I'm saying some cops showed up at your door. Yeah. yeah. Did, don't go to whitehouse.com. Really? Uh, yeah, bad idea. Why is that? It's a porn site. Oh. Whitehouse.gov, uh-huh. government, whitehouse.com. Don't go to paulasperfectpuffies.com. Sure. <laughs> Just I want to put that out as a, an anti-commercial. By the way, I really hope that Paula's you know those are? Perfect Puffies are a... That's uh, not a real site, is that's it? That's a real site. Uh, but I hope that you're wrong and that it's really a place that makes like ribbons or something like that. Let me uh, educate you for I a second on something. I hope you get royalties for advertising. It is a... It's coming. It is a... So, okay. You have your boob and then you have the areola and the nipple. You know, there's some where the areola is puffed up and it looks like a nip, like another boob on a boob. 
Have you ever seen it? I've literally never seen that. Really? No. It's vulgar as hell. <laughs> Go to How many Paul girls behind buttons. garbage cans in a back alley have you been with where you've seen nipples? Counting my wife? <laughs> Jesus. No, it's... Someone's um, not getting late tonight. It's disgusting. <laughs> well, yeah. It's like every <laughs> That's other a night. given. Yeah. Um, no, it's the most disgusting part. That and pissmops.com, but I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> I've moved beyond that in my life. I'm a father now. Um, Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so how about this as far as being a ha- – so you can buy those. You know, to me, I don't – so I had coworkers who bought wallets that blocked that signal or the something RFID, like that. The RFID, yes. Yes. And my thought is I was like, you guys are fucking – like ridiculous like no one wants your like there aren't people around hunting for your shit all the time that's incorrect right that's what i'm people. saying is that there are people right. but i mean this is easier than i it is thought. but i mean uh you have to think of yourself when you think of it as the a percentage of the whole it's mm-hmm. kind of like the the chances of being targeted by terrorism are minuscule but people panic about it yeah. The chances of being a victim of cancer are relatively high, but people are still eating like shit. Mm. All right? So uh, when people's credit cards, the chances of you being a victim of credit card theft in your life are not above 50%, but relatively decent. Uh, my dad just took my credit card away. D- well, it's not theft. But well, did you stop paying for your car insurance too? Yeah. All right. No. <laughs> so, are there people? Do you think are these usually criminal organizations, or is it a bunch of lone wolf kind of guys? Like, are there people making millions of dollars off yes. these operations? Yeah. Yes. But uh, yes, usually backed by organizations, but uh, definitely individuals. Often overseas, it is incredibly common for our investigations to end up in. Uh, Ukraine, Spain, Russia, uh, someplace where we're going to provide this report and then – but that's the end of our business, right? Right. Like, is internet could, organized crime tied into traditional organized crime or are they separate absolutely. entities? It, absolutely. It's a continuation really? of – Yes. Okay. I mean it, you have to figure that this is where the money is. Who do you see as one of the biggest – uh, perpetrators or people who are doing really well with it? Is there a group you can say? No. No? I mean, it's all over the place. Uh, we still find people who think they're sly mm-hmm. in the U.S., and you get some kid who uh, you often find them in, like, Vegas or something yeah. like that. And then you're like, hey, this kid is doing this. Here's all the money. And then they're panicking. But then you sit there, and, and you're talking to them, you're saying this is how we traced it. Like, yeah, yeah, that's how I did it. Yeah. What's the most money you've seen an individual take before you guys got onto it? Uh, we don't track the money, but okay. I think the largest card breach we've identified so far was twenty-one thousand. So twenty-one thousand cards that someone got. Twenty-one thousand cards that somebody sold. Okay. Uh, of a hundred thousand taken. And they get like a dollar per card or something like that. Uh, minimum. Minimum. Okay. Yeah. I mean, once. Uh, if you get the 16-digit pan and the CVV on the back, mm-hmm. right, that's a dollar a piece. Yeah. You get full track. You're looking at like four bucks a piece. So yeah, that, that doesn't include what their people are charging on those cards after Correct. they acquire those cards. Yeah. That, that, that's so 21000 is sold for 42000 which is charged. Yeah, countless thousands before, you know, somebody oh, like American Express says something looks suspicious. Okay. But just so we're clear – 
American Express is a closed loop. They print their cards. They know each of the card numbers. They're able to identify that with a number. Discover is a semi-closed loop. They print some of their cards. Other people print them for them. MasterCard and Visa, totally out of the loop. It's like uh, uh, they sit back and say, hey, you want to print some cards of ours? You want to make some Visa cards? Here's your bin. And that's that first six digits. Okay. So, so is it better for someone to use American Express? or If you don't want to get caught, use Visa or MasterCard. Okay. But how about for us as for security-wise? Yeah. Yeah, Discover or Amex. Okay, By the way, and, and you'll find that uh, companies like Discover or Amex even offer – now, don't get me wrong. You're paying a, a yearly fee for some of these cards. But they'll say you have any problems with your card or even the product you purchase mm-hmm. will replace it. What's in your wallet? <laughs> all of them. That, that was and funny. by the way, I cancel but. all of my cards every year. Really? Yeah, I report all of my credit cards stolen. They're not stolen, but I report all of them stolen every year, and I have new cards issued. See but I travel you, a lot. See if you can get to the bottom of this, because I had an issue at my house. Some jackalope ends up when I was wait, wait, in wait, Las wait. Vegas. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but... Uh, out of all of the swearing and phrases you've mm-hmm. used, you're going to use jackalope. Yeah, yeah rabbit with horns. Sorry, thanks. Yep. So this guy happens to, when I'm in Vegas on a bachelor party weekend, somehow gets my card, goes to the strip club, and buys a prostitute. Spent $2,000 on me and my wife's card. Mm-hmm. I can't find him. I mean, what do you say to that? Stop uh, buying prostitutes in Vegas, Gabe. No, I was hacked. Thank you. And this guy uh, was also using my computer to look at a bunch of teenage porn. That's disgusting. I know. Uh, and I'm just trying to catch him. Are you being serious right now? <laughs> no, I was doing. I was trying to do a bit. Oh, like, as if my wife For a minute, I was going to say that he was really oh, no, just right. in the hookers in Vegas. <laughs> right. Being like, I don't know what, what? happened, honey. <laughs> I must have been hacked. <laughs> was hacked again. Holy shit. God damn it. That guy spent... Yeah, when, I was trying to joke, but when you <laughs> when someone calls you to look for a breach yeah. or is looking for a a hole in their system, mm-hmm. is it all just you guys working from computers from a remote office, or does it get as as Hollywood as like the movie Sneakers? Oh, oh, oh! All right, social engineering. All right, great question. Thank you. And. There are two aspects. You've never so, said great question one thing I've said, but when your brother asks things, it's great question, great question. But anyway. Look at him. I know. <laughs> I had time to prep. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, uh, from the aspect of a preventing a hack, we are going to look at all of the uh, firewall routers, switch communications, uh, the configurations therein, what talks to what, because that's kind of the doorway to an, uh, an environment, if you will. We're going to perform a penetration test. Yep, that's, that's the name. Uh, on those systems. Uh, pen test for short. Uh, you think that's funny? Oh, no, I, I mean, yeah, but I was just laughing more at this. Anyway, you continue. should go talk to them. Give you a we're childish. I'm good with the penetration test. So, right, so uh, at that point, we're looking at everything from uh, – when you're looking at a website, you're looking at... PaulisPerfectPuffies.com, uh, but yeah. Yep, that one. Uh, mm-hmm. But you're looking at uh, buffer overflow, SQL injection, 
cross-site scripting, cross-site request forgery, anything that you can do to basically fool this system into giving you information it should. And unfortunately, even if the coding languages often prevent a lot of these things, people write some shitty code and you're going to get in. Uh, so that's what we do from a company level. From a social engineering level, this is probably the highlight of my job. This is where we get to really attack a company. We get to do what's called spear phishing. So let's say your company was named uh, GabeIsAwesome.com. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to replace that M at the end with an N, and I'm going to create GabeIsAwesome.com. But when most people read that, they're not going to notice that letter. And then I'm going to send a mail, Gabe at GabeIsAwesome.com. Dot com to your employees, and I'm going to try to spoof you. I'm going to say, this is this is Gabe. Hey, I'm doing some checks. Give me your password. Or click on this awesome link for this new fantastic podcast I'm recording. Mm -hmm. They're going to click that link. That link is going to pull software from my server, a malicious server, pull down software, install it on their computer, and then I probably own that computer. Really? Yeah. So I've had one, and it was a, like, the FBI. So I was going to this porn site just to, like, see how gross it was. And it said can't, something I like, wish people could see me rolling my eyes over here. <laughs> <laughs> just that I, I can't even believe it exists. But anyway, so, and I clicked, and my whole computer locked up, and it said, like, the FBI is monitoring this site. Yes. And it, like, it. I've seen this malware. You, okay, joke. you've seen that one? Yes. The whole computer was, like completely frozen for a good five minutes or something like that before I could finally get out of it. What happened to me? <laughs> uh, somebody, well, that's what's called ransomware. Okay. It probably asked you to pay something to get rid of it. It did not. But I, I So I did research it afterwards, and I saw that that's something that they do. So uh -huh. I was wondering. But, yeah, no one contacted me. Uh, well, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. There was a window that said something about paying a yeah, fee. Pay but it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so my neighbor came and came and had this situation and don't get me wrong uh my neighbor has no like uh it probably just pulling something off some website had no idea i have very uh, conservative porn taste i really want to say that <laughs> it's really like i'm very conservative um one guy one girl both white nothing uh -huh. sick thank you Missionary because yeah, i'm no. i'm happy there's no uh <laughs> weird porn in yes. your list that makes me more comfortable thank as you. an interviewee uh, Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, so uh, my neighbor comes over and they say, hey, my computer's hacked. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. Uh, can you help me out? And it took a lot of work. And, well, we were able to get their computer back. But uh, these, these attacks are becoming more sophisticated. And uh, I don't think this is going to diminish anytime soon. Because okay. you'll get a lot of people who think that they're actually being... Uh, contacted by Microsoft. There's another one. The, a fake Microsoft company is created, and then they actually have call center personnel. A uh, very good friend of mine called me, and he's like, hey, I just got a call from Microsoft. I got a thing on my computer, and I don't know what's going on. I talked him through it, and I said, hey, this is incredibly suspicious and uh, very questionable. And I looked at it, malware, we got it removed, his computer's up and running, we're good to go. But uh, 
I'm his best friend. He knows me, so it's not an issue. Otherwise, he probably would have paid this money for somebody to basically remove the malicious software they installed on his computer. So is that a, you know, what are the most typical cons in that, you know, whatever type of way to get money? Uh, You know, that FBI one I've heard a bunch, I think, where they say, you know, the one that happened to me. Yeah. What are other ones like that? That one, they encrypt your hard system, your hard drive. Okay. uh, And then... You have to pay to have it unencrypted. So they lock you out of your own system, essentially? Yeah, completely. This is very similar to what happened in the hospitals in the U.K. Okay. Where companies across the U.S., uh, someone gets in, they just encrypt all your systems. It's a very simple attack, very easy to run as an attacker, and then you pay them money. And they will unencrypt your system because, they, obviously, they want to keep people paying. Right. But... Uh, that cost will continue to increase. What do you do? Like, what do you suggest to people when that first window pops up? Is it already too late, or do you run and unplug your fucking computer? Is there anything you late. can do? It's just too yeah, late. Well, the I mean, second you, you see that. If you're doing what you're supposed to do, and uh-huh. you have backups, then you tell them to go fuck themselves, and you reinstall your backups. Right. Uh, but uh, then you're going to want to identify how they got in regardless. Because right. the chances are somebody didn't change a default password right or something like that what do you what are the ways so uh we talked about the credit card selling like all the numbers bulk numbers how do they you what are the things that they spend money on safely to avoid being detected themselves quicker like okay uh, my dad told me a long time ago if you steal money for the government like if you do cash stuff you buy gas and groceries and you know things that are less traceable what are the things that those credit card people do to, you know, to get your money longer? Good question. And uh, huh? How about that? No, <laughs> you got it. Uh, Did you think so, he asked it? Oh, really? Okay. Is that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, most often they actually buy new credit cards or gift cards. Really? So, okay. Yeah. So uh, let's say I were to go onto the dark web, find, say. I want to pay uh, $400 and get what I believe are 100 credit card Prostitute. numbers that are solid. Okay. I'm going to print up 100 credit cards. Now, this is a very elaborate model, but let's walk this through. I'm going to print up 100 credit cards, and I'm going to get in my car, and I'm going to take a credit card to E2, a Walgreens, and buy an Amazon gift card, buy an Amazon gift card, and just drive around the city mm-hmm. purchasing a bunch of gift cards that I can in turn turn into direct cash. Cash out, call right. it a day. Now I spent four hundred dollars and I probably made twenty grand. Right. That's amazing. So I'm still and I can't remember if I got the answer to this at all. So printing your own credit card. Because to me that's just, you know, how the fuck would you print your own credit card? You print it on a hotel card. Really? Yeah. So you buy software on... You think some lady working at a CVS is going to check that card? No, and I actually used a hotel thing for a bar tab once that I got away with when I was a scumbag and 22 well, years old. But I oddly just got a card, too, that was completely flat, the, like issued by my bank, where it didn't have the raised numbers. It's, mm. That's it's because people printed. are picking TCF things up. TCF actually starts to do that when you get a new account with them. 
that's what they issue is a flat card with no and raise numbers. And then yeah, and then once you're with them for a year, I think then they issue you the raise number. I don't know why, but well, I've noticed that as well. They're trying to remove the raise because you don't need that with unless you have a knuckle buster. Okay, I know you're the right. knuckle buster. Will... Yeah. Can you give me that sound effect again? Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Heard it for years. Um, what? So actually, and I didn't get to talk about you being a hacker very often because you are a uh, obviously a talented one just based on how many people are able to do your job. How did you know or get into this? Uh, luck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had a, a background in technology. Um, I was actually going for an infrastructure position, applied for it, and the gentleman who hired me said, uh, I'm looking at somebody else for this infrastructure position, but you seem to be able to talk well. I've got mm-hmm. a really, really large number of people who talk or who know what they're doing, but they don't talk very well with customers. Yeah. Uh, can I? Like mechanics kind of thing. Like they can do the job, but they can't communicate well. Correct. So, so you're at a premium because you can't, essentially. Right. I'm, I'm, and and why my job is actually paying to get people to do their jobs. So it's a part of what I do. I talk with them and essentially convince like this is what you're doing this is what you observed uh you're going to need to do this to protect these systems and here are some options on how to do that so were you one of these kids though who when you were 10 years old you're obsessed with your computer and you you are just able to do shit or uh, no but i love how things work and this goes beyond computers it's everything yeah. uh plants locks animals i mean uh i have a incredible desire to understand how everything works uh i love taking things apart even if i don't always succeed in putting it back together yeah yeah did you start hacking doing illegal stuff you know like when you're young or when you're finding yourself able to do this stuff oh no 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 i i I am an anomaly in that one though yeah i mean because that's kind of the story you hear a lot of if you just this is more fantasy stuff, but it, by the way, would you be? It's a- not like the movie Hackers, right? Where right. a bunch of people like tap on computers and they've got some awesome graphics. Yeah, that's a load of shit. Okay, uh, uh, hacking takes a lot of work. It's a lot of looking at Tedious code that's and- boring. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, open up a command prompt on your computer, type in a bunch of shit. That's what we look at all day. Pouring over countless lines of code, trying to find that one thing wrong. Yeah. That's our job. If your menu bar ever disappears, just do open Apple space bar back. Boom. Thanks. No, no problem. I didn't know that. Um, what? So do you have – so is that a different – are there different skill sets within hacking? Like if you wanted to – just with your skill set, for instance, if you wanted to hack into a government site, would you have that skill set to do it if you really wanted to set your mind to it and go to Absolutely. work on it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah? So, uh, what I would likely do is I'd go the social engineering route. It's absolutely the easiest way to get into any organization. Uh, am I alone in this fictitious model, or am I with people? You have a small crew. All right. So then, Asian chick, double Ds. Awesome. I don't know. I haven't awesome. even got past no, no, that. No. But yeah. Let's work with. <laughs> okay. Let's work with Asian chick, double Ds. Mm-hmm. So. Let's say I've got Asian chick, double Ds, and two other people on my crew. They're irrelevant because she has double Ds. 
Fair enough. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to uh, find, I'm going to just performing surveillance, looking at this company. Looking at her tits, um, you mean? <laughs> That's not going to help me. Yeah. Get okay, no, you're right, you're right. Uh, but I'm going to be performing uh, surveillance this company. I'm going to set up uh, a dipole antenna. I'm going to be looking at this and saying, is there any Wi-Fi enabled? Um, and if so, I'm going to try to start cracking that, that password. In the meantime, I mean, because once you set that to auto run, it's not like I'm actually doing anything. It's all a computer. Uh, so I've got my graphics cards running through that set, and I'm going to start thinking about what those people have. So they probably have an RFID patch. So if I'm trying to get a physical presence, how am I getting in there? Do they have maintenance personnel? We're going to find out. If they don't, do they have deliveries? Okay, do I? Uh, I see that. X company drops off deliveries uh, two or three times a week. Okay, I can make a badge that looks like that. Now I have physical access. I'm going to walk in, buy a uniform, go on eBay. Hey, I'm a UPS worker. My name's Phil, and I got this badge. I have this package. Just let me in and deliver it to room 238, second floor. Right? Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sue Miller is the person I want to talk to. Maybe they let me in. Maybe I walk in, I get in the elevator, I go to the bathroom, I change out, and I've got a nice, you know, uh, dress shirt underneath, and I walk over to Sue Miller, and I'm like, hey, Sue Miller, I'm Help Desk, and we realize we've got a problem with the computer. We want to know about this. Can you give me your password to let me know? And oftentimes, uh, people just give you their password. Uh, but... Let's say they don't. Let's say that's not an option available. I'm going to drop a bunch of USBs around the office. I'm just going to walk into the lobby, hang out, drop a couple on the floor, and walk away. People love to pick up USBs as if they're gold, as if they're like, ooh, data storage. I can't believe I'm so right. lucky. Right, right. These things and they're going to plug dollars in. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're going to plug it in their computer, and chances are, I can get control of a computer just by you plugging it in. Most computers have an auto-read uh, on that, auto-read, auto-execute. Mm -hmm. So you plug that in, and it's going to read what's on that USB. And if there's an auto-execute indicator on that, it's going to just execute it. and then You're done, or it's done. Right. That's going to give me remote shell to your computer. Some shit will flicker on your screen. You think you've got a USB, and I'm sitting at a computer across the city saying, I just have your computer. How common is it for people? So you always hear the thing with celebrities having to put the tape over the uh, the camera yeah. on their laptops and stuff. Like, So I, I'm so shitty with computers that to me this is like a very rare thing. But are there whatever, 100,000 people who have this capability who are just constantly surfing the net, going in people's computers, all that kind of stuff? Uh, there's a lot. Yeah. But people who put that tape over their computers mm -hmm. just haven't figured out that if you remove the driver for that operation, it's not going to work anyway. So you go into the operating system, not disable that function, remove the driver. The thing that tells the operating system how to interact with that piece of hardware, and you're fine. But I also have a piece of tape over my. <laughs> you do. <laughs> okay. <good. laughs> the truth be told. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead if you. 
you make a pretty good living doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. What stops you from making twenty grand in an hour doing it? That is a good question. Yeah. That's what you beat me to. And I was mm-hmm. going to say, what is if the devil's on your shoulder? If you just for whatever reason got disillusioned, what's the thing you'd go? You obviously to know go how for? to do right because I. I really don't want to hurt people's lives. Ah, yeah, but I mean, you, you could get like pussy. free Netflix Dude. and make a bunch of money. Well, free, free Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> free Netflix is what I was going for. Mine. <laughs> Ten bucks a Fuck month the millions. millions. I you want could, Netflix. You <laughs> free Netflix. What is the thing you would go for? Uh, Let, let's say for whatever reason your moral compass is destroyed overnight. Huh, good question. Uh, it's two. two to six. If I were to completely throw away ethics, to be honest, I'd probably start up a fake bank. I'd probably set up a fake bank online. I'd open up a website, make it legit, get some capital, and use that capital to fund people so that they kept on buying in. And then once I got to a point where people kept on investing in my fake website, but they didn't think it was fake, mm-hmm. cash out, fucking go home. Huh. Because that sounded too easy. Yeah, that sounded really easy. You think that shit doesn't happen? Would you help? No. Yeah. In fact, Kevin no. and I wanted to present you. With Has an there been any, any <laughs> like Robin Hood hacker? I mean, the majority of the crime affects middle lower class Americans, right? Whether credit cards are being yeah. used, whatever. Well, it, the, you think it it affects everybody, but middle or lower class the people who talk about it because they're the ones whose lives are impacted by it. some. Rich guy sitting on, you know, Valley View Avenue uh, is able to like, oh, I contacted my bank and I canceled my credit cards. Oh, this is a shame. My life is so hard. But they don't care. Their their lives are covered. Have you ever encountered a, a hacking situation where someone was taking and then distributing money to other people randomly? No. No. Uh, <laughs> no. No. Uh, it hasn't people happened. are pure shit. <laughs> no, no. But I, yeah. I think you could definitely make an argument that there is, I wouldn't call it a Robin Hood scenario, but the people who are identifying vulnerabilities and publishing them and saying, this is how you're going to get fucked. Right. Those people care about the public. People are not paying attention to how easily connected devices are going to be hacked. The medical devices that are saving your grandfather's life with a pacemaker, mm-hmm. uh, with the newer things that are being implanted in your skin to distribute medication, those things connect to other devices, and those things can be hacked, and you can murder people with these devices. Yeah. And nobody is really talking about this. Um, California, two weeks ago, passed a bill that says that uh, any organization that has a connected device needs to document and publish the information it collects and distributes. I'm paraphrasing this, uh, but I can give you that information to put on your website later. Oh, absolutely. But uh, <laughs> Please. <laughs> but uh, that's a fantastic bill. This is something that people need to understand because people are installing shit on their phones, on their computers that are always listening. And if you don't think that people are monetizing this and using this to take advantage of who you are as a human, mm-hmm. well, 
there's no hope for you then. So that's what we heard with like Samsung TVs and Amazon Echo and all of it. And all, all of yeah, but it's 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 not just Facebook. It's the the calculator app that suddenly wants contacts to do mathematical calculations. What's that about? It's selling your contacts. It, uh, uh, I was going to ask that because there's so many things that comes up where it asks to access your contact list. Are you saying that that's generally? Uh, hit no on that unless it's something you feel like you Absolutely. need to have it. Yeah, yeah, but there's when do you yes need all yes? The time. <laughs> when do you need yes? Well, when your when your phone says I need to access your location in order yeah. to give you proper GPS. Nope, don't need it. Nope. Huh? Oh, fuck me. Yeah, I know, and and I'm always <laughs> I have so list. much faith in all these. Be, I, like my my tendency to say all this shit is overblown. Like yes, it happens all the time, but I just I don't know. I, I guess I just think nothing well, bad will happen to me. Think about <laughs> that's a good attitude, but this right? This is this is the problem. You see, technology has no ethics. It it is it is just a thing. Sounds just like, like Tevin Pitt. Just like the knife. Think about the think about the chef's knife that you cut vegetables, uh, chicken, bread. All in your home, people. every day, day in, day out. People, right. Someday, someone's going to take that knife and stab it into somebody's kidney and let them bleed out. And they're going to be like, oh, that sucks. You don't shut down the production of knives. The knife is just a knife. That's all it is. Technology mm-hmm. is de- te- just technology. What you do with it is in the hands of the user. Is it – are we protected? Like, I mean, what needs to happen to – I guess from my perspective, there's so many breaches now. It is so widespread that you almost feel like, well, my info has been exposed somewhere. I just hope I'm lost in the crowd of the millions that it won't happen to me, that I'm not a high-priority target. It's happened to you. Yeah. Guaranteed. Okay. Yeah. So what <laughs> – I don't know. I mean, you know, what What do you do? What would you do? All that stuff. What's advice for listeners? Well – they're how, canceling your how, cards how every year. How candid am I being with a paranoia? So I cancel all my credit cards. Right. Uh, at least once a year. Password changes. Password changes. Uh, absolutely. Um, all of my security questions. When they're like, "What street did you grow up on?" I don't write that. Because that's write, so easy to Google and find anyway. Essentially. Well, right. But I mean, you you put something like, uh, uh, you pick up something next to you, you're like, "Oh, Rolling Rock. That's the street I grew up on." Um, Lime T-shirt, that's my favorite car. I mean, it doesn't have to make sense, but you have to have some documented list that you're going to keep with you. Use a, I use KeePass for all my passwords, but there are other password safes that you can use mm-hmm. to record this information. And have a dedicated email that is not your email. So uh, let's say... Let's walk this through. I've got robertfett at gmail.com. This is what I share with all my friends. They send me email to it. Fantastic. Um, I've got robertfettfinances at gmail.com, and that's where I use my bank accounts. That never gets shared with anything other than my banks. So if I get anything suspicious on there, something's wrong. If um, I want another account and I'm like, Robert Fett. Fuck this shit, mm-hmm. and I want to sign up for 
whatever, you can use whatever password you want on those sites because you're not giving it anything important other than some bogus email because you wanted to read some stupid article, fill in the blank. But separate that out so that if, if someone does hack a company that you gave your actual email to, they can't start polling banks to see if they got something reset. Because look at Yahoo. Yahoo keeps on getting breached. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah, they, they were the most recent huge breach, right? I mean, For it was like huge. For like the 10th time okay. in a row. So <laughs> something is obviously not going right there. And, if, and you would be foolish to think that people aren't doing the same thing with your other email accounts. Right. So once you get that, they're going to say, hey, uh, Gabe used the password... Dog um, penis sixty nine. Yeah, that's what I uh, used. Uh, penis. What was it? Dot. Dog. Dog penis. Si- dog penis. Sixty nine. So, so now I'm going to log into. I had to tell my wife that over the phone, which is not a good time for me. Oh well, I'm sorry. Side to hear story. That. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. It wasn't a great. She had to access our you. banking stuff, and she's <laughs> like, "What's your path?" There, so, but but then again, 69. someone logs into every bank of that they mm-hmm. know you go to, and they're going to try your email. And right. dog and penis dog penis because people often don't have different passwords. Right. Now They're it's n- 68. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't think people are incrementing those numbers, right. number incrementing is the easiest thing for people to remember, and it's the easiest thing for people to hack. What it, it, is there a thing? Okay. So I had one time with a bank thing where I was seeing small amounts taken out of my account, like $1.80, mm-hmm. $3.20, and – it was shit that I couldn't really, like uh, a gas station or just weird things that I couldn't read what it was. Are there sophisticated operations that are always pulling small amounts from yes. people's accounts? Yeah, that's a common thing. Yes, you're, but you're not going to contest it. Right. right. That's what would, I did. But, it wasn't enough. To... But let's. Uh, l- but when you think about what a lot of companies do, a gas station, you walk into, or even a bar, you walk into a bar and they're like, hey, you want to start a tab? And you say yes. They swipe your card. There's going to be some value set in that point of sale. This is a pre-auth. And it says, do you have 40 bucks available? It says, yes, buy some drinks. You may not have $130 available, but I already authed you for 40 it's going to assume that you're going to have, be able to pay the rest. Like the restaurant has calculated this beforehand on what they think you're going to be able to pay. It's typically they pre-auth you for the average customer amount. Uh, so when that pre-auth amount, though, is called a hold or a capture, and it's going to sit there. If, I, if I'm a uh, gas station, right, and someone comes up to the pump, they, you know, they, they, they're going to – slide their card into the pump. Maybe they're going to come in. I'm going to, as a company, aggregate these charges together because I don't want to pay for three transactions. Right, sure. I want to pay for one. So I'm going to note your credit card number as a through a computer, and I'm going to process that through settlement as one transaction. In the meantime, I've got a hold on your card for fill in the blank. Right. So there's a a rational reason why that hold is there. But if I were a thief and I wanted to just milk these things, once I got your information, I'd be deducting like $2.40 a month. 
Right. You do that across a hundred thousand people, and that equals awesome times. It equals two hundred forty thousand dollars a month, but I think two point four million. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I was. <laughs> I'm sort of my brain's like a computer, but it was off there. <laughs> what? Two point so four. It, what would you do with two point four million a month? Awesome times. Awesome times. Thanks. Cool. You'd hang out in some non-extradition company, live in large, hanging out on the beach, drinking whatever you wanted. So are are there companies out there that hire guys like you, you know, not to be straight up criminal shit, but just to get edges, advantage that probably is illegal, but whatever Absolutely. is it? Yeah. What are the types of things that they do to use guys with your talents? Like what's a common thing or something you've heard of recently? Well, uh, we don't hear about it, okay. but we, because it's illegal, right? But you kind of uh, know about yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But spear phishing, they're, they're going back to the email. So let's say, uh, let's say company Acme mm-hmm. wanted to Acme uh, Comedy Club. Sure, yeah. Let's say Acme Comedy Club was suddenly creating a lot of software that I was interested in. I would perform some surveillance and get that Asian chick with the double D's mm-hmm. to go hang out at the bars that these Diversion. guys are hanging out. Yep. Yeah. Now just have them start talking, right? Um, and just to get to know these people because the more you know about somebody, the more you can – Educatedly, right. Guess their password. Yeah, you know my son's they name. Are, you right? Have, or, you get fifty percent of my or, password, right? I mean, the shit men will do to get laid. Yeah. Holy fuck! That lady could probably get in their office. Be like, you know what they call it? A honey trap. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm married to one. A honey trap, Mrs. Noah. Sorry. It's all right. No, I, I know, hope that she helps you ride the floods with the ark. I hope so too. We'll see. Oh, um, ride or die, bitch. Thank what? you. I have, I have thank a question. I have yeah, a question. This is as much fun as this was. Um, <laughs> so when now, at least when I notice on the radio or TV, you hear a lot more advertising for identity theft and credit monitoring. Oh, oh good companies. Question. Yeah. Do you feel like since the government isn't stepping in and kind of like regulating and setting the rules, if I remember correctly from what you said earlier, do you feel like maybe they're Letting a little bit more slide instead of cracking down on identity identity theft, so that way they can create a solution to a problem that they're not really preventing in the first place. No, no. I hope that answer was very clear. Do you clear. think those no. so uh, those companies? By the way, those companies. The guy, uh, LifeLock. Yeah, I think yeah. It was uh, that guy used to post his social security number. Mm-hmm. He was his identity was stolen something like seventeen times. I don't know the exact number, but it's something absurd. I thought he even, he even put like a bounty on it, like a million dollars or yeah, something. Yeah, but man, or, yeah. that guy's identity was stolen like crazy. That's why you don't see a social anymore. Uh, you get somebody's social number. Like the shitty thing about social security is it was never created to be some identification. Uh, right. But it's, it's like they have to change such. how it's done now. Like you have to get a randomized social security number <clears throat> or something in the future. Well, right. Well, But the first three are your state. Right. Like there's a there's a pattern to social security that people don't typically pick up on. Uh regardless. Um identity theft services, no. So here's a tip for you. Credit cards. Every credit card pretty much as long as you have less than two hundred and fifty thousand two hundred and fifty thousand dollars stolen, you're gonna be covered. 
do not use debit card. Because if you use a debit card, you're not right, getting that Right, that's money out of your account. It's right. Just got, right. Right. So whenever you write somebody a check and it's got that account routing, mm-hmm. that's, that's gold. And nobody's covering that. The, the, the credit card brands aren't even looking for that. Why? It's not their business. It's the banks. Right. And the banks, if you haven't noticed, probably aren't looking out for you. They're looking out for them. Right. What do you so? Do you have any insight to the Trump Russia type hacking stuff, or is it you know? My understand. I'm pretty much a dilettante with it, but I've seen a lot of it as the fake news sites and all that stuff. But what is your view on government security and all that shit? Is everyone an open book? Uh, okay, so totally candid. Mm-hmm. And if you give me a minute here, I'm going to be very candid with what people aren't understanding. Every government is hacking every other government. And a lot of what everybody's being told is bullshit. People think wind power is saving them energy. It's bullshit. Think of how much energy it takes to make that wind turbine. Mm -hmm. For the return, it's a loss. Okay. Um, And this, I'm not talking some conspiracy thing. I'm talking... Just mathematical fact. Uh, Companies that were making diesel engines falsified the miles per gallon being used. Volkswagen just did a thing with that, yeah. Correct. But it's not just Volkswagen. Mm -hmm. It's uh, Audi, GM, all of them are in the the same boat. They're not going to take these cars and fix them. They're going to scrap them. What do you think is the net loss of carbon on that? It's awful, mm-hmm. but that's the law. So people aren't really thinking long-term because if you were, nuclear energy would be the solution. I mean, zero carbon emissions. It's nuclear. The biggest problem you have is nuclear waste. And if our governments weren't so weird about nuclear energy, we'd have better ways of refining it. So uh, perception across the board is being used to fool people of all nations into thinking that they're under attack, um, that uh, they're being persecuted, and those fears, fear being a very potent emotion, is going to be used to control you. Yeah. Sorry to get on my soapbox there, but just so we're totally clear, people are being completely deceived now more than ever. i mean it's a yeah but when people build giant wind farms it is great that you're building a wind farm but when you think about the return on the cost it's a loss how about solar uh nowadays it's far better i heard that yeah that that now, but now that's before good. it was bad but a better idea would be to build a house with a larger cantilever especially in the northern climates and now you've got energy savings built into your home that you didn't even need to pay for. Right. How about this? With I'm kind of going to do a movie type thing now. But so you are a high-end white hat hacker. Are there, you know, are there ever hackers you are going after or chasing that essentially you know their online identity but you don't know who it is? Yes. Or, yeah? Really? Yeah. yeah. Do, do you have a nemesis? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't have an online profile, which is by design. I don't have an online profile. 
there's, there's not is a there dark a f- web Robert Fett that's just taunting you? No. Okay. No. Uh, but and why don't you do... have any social media stuff? Is it because you sort of like would you be a ta- would you be more of a target to one of those type a high end black hat hacker? Oh, good question. You know, is there uh, some no, back and no, forth I like just, that? I just don't want my my information available for public use. Uh, when when people subscribe to social media, uh, to uh, Facebook, Instagram, you're basically allowing your life to be put into a data array for free. Okay. Um, that doesn't mean I don't use these things. I mean... Uh, our mother wants to see pictures, I'll post pictures, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I talk to my kids and I say, hey, do you mind if I put this picture up? Um, and I make sure they're okay with yeah. it. It doesn't happen often, but it's enough to make my family feel like I'm not cold because otherwise I think I'm seen as crazy. Is, but, is there, by the way, time paranoid, has yeah. vindicated what I've been saying. Uh, I don't say these things because I don't have facts backing up what I see, what I do. Right. Uh, but it's uh, it's easier for people when they experience things firsthand to apply context. But this goes right back to perception. Mm-hmm. People perceive that uh, the United States isn't involved um, in overthrowing things. But when you look at the fact that well, not we've tried conspir- a lot. Well, yeah. not even trying. When you look at uh, even following documented record of the number of governments that we have pushed to be overthrown, no one's accounting for that. Right. And I'm sorry to sound – I feel like maybe this podcast people are like, oh, man, here comes the crazy guy. But if you don't <laughs> think <laughs> – if you don't think Donald Rumsfeld was talking to oh, – uh, um, Saddam Hussein mm-hmm. in the 1980s. Oh yeah, you're wrong. Right. If you don't think we were talking to Osama bin Laden when he was fighting the Russians, right. You're wrong. Right. Like these are facts. For not, sure. Not hey, I'm checking out some crazypub.org website. Like these are facts. Right. Who are fa- so back to the evil hackers? They're the big guys your level. Is there someone who is a famous hacker? Right now, who 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 people want to catch but have not been able to yet? No, no. I mean, I'm, I'm, there are, but I don't have a, a name for them. You don't. Okay. Is is there? What was the other thing I was just? Oh, anonymous. That's a big whatever thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is that real? Is that so? You know, to a lay person like me, my idea of them is that they are a. You know, loose collective of genius hackers who are doing this stuff. Do you think that they really are? I think or? that's a great question, Gabe. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> because I've wondered that myself. Because, right. Because it is so anonymous. Am I seeing videos from a 14-year-old? No, that's, right. That's, that's, that's exactly – that is the a beautiful description. You don't know, and that's by design. Anonymous could be 14 geniuses. It could be 100. How long have you been running Anonymous? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This is the gotcha part of the show. So, uh, Anonymous by design doesn't have structure. Um, They have campaigns, Mm -hmm. they have uh, motives, they have 
conflicting motives. Right. So the idea behind anonymous is that a group of, quote, anonymous individuals would be able to merge together towards a common goal yeah. without being identified. Right. Um, but if you don't think that the FBI, the CIA, the NSA isn't monitoring who's doing what when, you're, you're kidding yourself. Good luck. Would you say that they are a high-profile target for our government? Like, I mean, do we really want them I would say down? the individuals within. I would okay. say the majority of them, I would say the vast majority of anonymous are probably teenagers, young 20s, who are curious. They want to be a part of something. Mm-hmm. They're discontented with society and they want to see change. Right. But they don't know how to uh, impact society. Yeah. And this is what their quote-unquote vote would be. Uh, but there are a – as the uh, experience and intelligence required to accomplish goals increases, the percentage of people to accomplish that goal decreases. And those people are definitely being monitored. What is our best for our government? Who is our highest end computer part? Like, are the CIA computer guys our no. greatest? NSA. No, NSA, NSA, all yeah. the way. NSA, all, right. all the way. Okay, uh, that's if, interesting to me. Uh, I mean, even look at who, when the NSA wants to wiretap somebody, who do you think they go to? I think they go to the the cell phone providers, right? Just get it. No, no, but who who authorizes that warrant? Oh, I think it's probably Black Ops or something. I don't know. Do they have to get it authorized? They do, but they they've do? got their own private court. I am insight. very interested in how easy it is to get in someone's computer or cell phone to listen. You know, they they say they that the uh, that the CIA, FBI, it's, it's very easy for them to get into your phone and turn on your microphone and listen. Is that, is that a high-level hack for someone to do that? No. No? No. I mean, any app on your phone. So uh, I guess my phone's turned off here. But uh, let's say you turn on your phone and you bring up your applications. Okay. Uh, let's look at these things, right? So this is where uh, it goes down. We've now got you, an iOS. <laughs> we've got an iOS here. And uh, this mail, right, mm-hmm. whatever mail client you use. Hotmail. Uh, Sure. Probably impossible to get into that. Yeah, because it's so outdated that people don't know. <laughs> uh, they're going to be looking at the content of your email, and they're going to quote unquote randomize it so they don't know quote unquote who you are. They know who you are. Okay. Uh, your photos. Uh, chances are your camera is tagging where you are and what time of day you took that photo um, in the metadata of the photo. So. If you don't change the settings of that camera and you post that picture on Instagram, I'll be able to tell where you were and what time you were there. Okay. Like as a geographic coordinate. Right. Uh, if uh, – let's go through this a little further. Um, your reminders ties to your calendar, which probably ties to your contacts. So if I were the maker of the reminder app, I would have access to about all of that information, and mm-hmm. I'd be able to download it and then identify who you are, who you talk to, how often you talk to them. Uh, 
you got probably a lame set of programs here. Yeah, I know. I'm uh, not good with computers, if you can uh, tell. I have, like, the factory Facebook, shit on Facebook yep. uh, most likely has access to your camera, your microphone, your contacts. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't have your contacts friended, they'll be able to identify who you are and who you actually know. Okay. And then correlate that on their back end so they can better tailor what information they're providing to your Facebook feed. Right. How do you feel about, you know, about Facebook, for instance, is one that gets a lot of criticism that they're, that they're whatever, harvesting all of our info and selling it constantly and whatever. Is that, I don't know. A is concern that true? to me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a concern. And, I mean, um, I think people, people do not understand, especially children, uh-huh. what they're doing. So... Uh, I have kids. I talk to them about this. I post a picture online, and then I delete it, and I say, hey, watch. A year from now, we're going to look this picture up, and we're going to find it. Why? Because it's backed up someplace. Once you put it online, it's forever there. Really? Yeah. And what people have a hard time understanding this, they think that, their information that they put on their account is theirs. Mm-hmm. But if you were to read the absurdly long terms and conditions, they'd realize that it wasn't. Not only are their pictures being used to identify who they are, but facial recognition software is being applied to every single picture you upload to better improve facial recognition software. What's your background? How can we use that background to identify what you've posted, the mood you're in, Right. How you feel at the time that you posted that. What you purchased oh, at the time. Yeah, yeah. Feeling you see that with the advertising all the time. When I got married, all of a sudden wedding shit, you know, starts coming up in my feed constantly. And, you know, which right. I know so that's part of their algorithm. Let's say you were to post a picture five, uh, five years from now. Don't be surprised if when you your mouse curses over your colleague's name, his name comes up mm-hmm. without you ever actually having entered it. Because it is identified right. through facial recognition who that user is. Is that something you think needs to be like, you know, made laws about or something like that? Is that a big problem in our society or is it inevitable? And I, I think it's uh, inevitable, but there should be laws. The convenience of it is fantastic. If I am young, old, middle-aged, doesn't matter, and I had been searching online for... Uh, a new pair of blue tennis shoes. Mm -hmm. And then I go to the mall. It would be great if my phone or other device said, hey, this is where you can get the The blue tennis shoes. Yeah, yeah. And this is the lowest price. Fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. Commerce at its best. Um, It's also commerce at its worst. Maybe I don't know uh, that, I don't want the world to know that I was searching for a two-fisted butt plug right and double dong yeah yeah i go to the the ball and and suddenly right like Mm -hmm. hot topic has a a two-fisted butt plug. right right you don't want the the world to know this but they're gonna know and even the conversations you're having with your wife Mm -hmm. about uh baby food baby clothes your neighbor those things are being recorded and being attributed to you as a human. Your casual text messages? On your voice? Yep. yep. Hold on. So even the phone calls? Yep. 
all of it. Really? Yes. That fucking blows me away, actually. So that's all getting put onto a script, essentially. Some, some databases. Yeah, and TVs play sounds mm-hmm. that are inaudible that your phone will pick up so it can identify what show you're watching and when. No shit? No shit. Your, oh, sorry. So I'm in the room. I'm watching Better Call Saul. My phone so, is listening. So it's playing a tone, essentially, that communicates with my phone. Yep. And the, the an application on your phone is waiting for a tone. That fucking blows my mind. That's I, so fucking evil. It's just amazing. I can share these links with you. This isn't yeah. Cons- again, nothing I'm saying is conspiracy theory. Right. These are facts. So who does that? Or what's an example? You know, you said you could share links. Are there other so companies that that trade in this? That's yeah, all they you, do. You embed it. So let's say I write an app. Let's say I write an app that makes a calculator. Mm-hmm. But I know I can embed the code for uh, tone references, user contacts in my app. You install my calculator app, and you're like, hey, I need to do some scientific calculations. And do you want to give access to camera, contacts, microphone, etc.? You click yes. Which is your approval. Right. I'm going to be able to use that and sell it. So how far are we from... You know, this guy's got a wife. He's texting his side piece. We now know that, and you can blackmail or leverage that again. I mean, I would think that would be right now. That that's that stuff is so powerful to to have that option. I know there's women who are doing shit on Facebook where they find married guys, they get them to hey, they show pictures of their tits, they get him to jack off, and then they take pictures through his camera. This happened to me a couple times. No, and they and then they send the pictures of him and say, "Give me three thousand dollars. I'm going to send these to your wife." Like that apparently is a big thing going on right now. Well, I mean, the FBI was blackmailing Martin Luther King, and that was, you know, sixty years ago. Really? I I mean, I knew that they were running a file on him, and he was cheating on his wife and all that shit. I didn't know that they were. They they were. were I guess blackmailing is a term. They're trying to. You're saying that because he's black. And they were just sending mail to him? They were no. <laughs> no. Uh, they were trying to get him to give up his mission right. through knowing that he was committing or he was uh, cheating on his wife. Right. But uh, if you don't think they're doing that now, right? why do you think that would have changed? Right. Are you afraid of our government? I'm afraid of and, everyone. Okay. And their capabilities and all that stuff. Correct. Yeah. Huh. That's it's really interesting. Are we the best online force in the world? No. We're not? No. Who is? You mean like for? Just hacking, just, you know, general. Uh, oh, we're not the best hackers. We're Spe- not? Speaking no, of desperation. Yeah. Desperation breeds the best hackers. Okay. Always think about the people who need it the most. I would probably look at the Eastern Bloc. Yeah? Yeah. Huh. That's really interesting. The people who wake up in the morning seeing bleak options for their future. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, because when you grow up in the United States, even if you're the bottom of the barrel, it's not so bad. Right. No, absolutely. That's, That's fascinating to me. I didn't know that. I think it's really easy to assume that we're the best at that stuff just because all the money and the 
you know, shit that we have behind it. But I think a lot of things in the in America convince America that they're the best. Yeah. And they're wrong. This this podcast is pretty good. Like you see one this good in the Eastern Bloc. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, that was our episode with The Hacker. I hope you guys liked it. Um, like I said before, we have a lot of stuff going on, and Tevin and I are working our fingers to the bone uh, trying to get this show out. And uh, we're going to get a lot more consistent here in the next few weeks as soon as we get this studio done that we're very excited about where we're going to have uh, cameras and all kinds of stuff. So we're growing, and we really appreciate all the support. So... Uh, I can't thank you enough for all the sharing and and uh, we really we like you and we want to take it to the next level. Thanks for listening. <laughs>